Hey, this is Pastor Steve Berger with This Is That, where we bring biblical clarity to cultural chaos. We want to thank you for listening today. And remember, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or to this podcast so you don't miss another episode. God bless you. We pray that this is a blessing for you today. So here's the deal. Today, I'm going to talk about what uh, far too many pastors aren't talking about. Uh, We're going to talk about religion and politics together. I want to talk to you about the the biblical mandate for, for followers of Jesus, for believers, to get engaged with the political process. And then I want to compare the two different platforms between the Democrats and the Republicans. Uh, We're days away from uh, election, just days away, and we're hoping that not only will this help you to be more um, courageous and confident in the way that you vote, but also that you would be able to share this. Like for real, we want you to share this with as many people as possible because there's some stuff here that is, it's just undeniable how we are to vote if we are followers of Jesus. So let me start off with some scripture here. First of all, and I'm just going to use round numbers. So uh, 1000 BC, let's just say that 1000 BC, uh, Solomon writes in Proverbs 1434, he says, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So there we go. What does a nation good is that which is righteous. Righteousness exalts a nation. It lifts a nation up. It brings um, prosperity and blessing and goodness for everybody. Righteousness exalts a nation. There's no question about it. Proverbs 29.2 says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in places of authority, the people groan, all right? So again, this call to a national righteousness and comparing righteousness and wickedness, there's a biblical basis for this. So that's about 1000 BC. And and I'm mentioning the timeframe because it's important. About 400 years later then, we get to the time of the prophet Jeremiah. And Jeremiah is talking to the people of Judah as they've gone into Babylonian captivity, okay? So the people of God, because of wickedness and unrighteousness in their midst, because they didn't exalt righteousness and therefore they weren't exalted as a nation, they went into captivity. The judgment of God came on the people of Judah, So while they're in Babylonian captivity, God speaks to the prophet Jeremiah and Jeremiah is instructed that he's got to speak to the people who are there in Babylonian captivity. And here's the word of the Lord. Jeremiah 29, seven says this, seek the peace, the shalom, seek the peace of the city that I've sent you. Pray for it, pray to the Lord for it, For in its peace, meaning the peace of the city, for in its peace, you shall have peace. Now think about this. The prophet Jeremiah and the people of God would have known that 400 years earlier, Solomon gave them 
instruction on how to live a prosperous and peace-filled life. It was through righteousness. It was through having righteous people in leadership. It was by seeking righteousness and pursuing righteousness. So now 400 years later, when Jeremiah says, hey, here's the word of the Lord, y'all need to seek the peace of the city that you're in, they would have without question understood it to mean we've got to be engaged. We have to seek righteousness. In fact, it's unrighteousness that got us in this mess. So even though we are in Babylonian pagan captivity, we understand that God is asking us to seek the peace, the shalom, the overall well-being of this city, and that we're to pray for it. Because as we pray and engage with God and engage with culture, God moves and then the city experiences peace and then we in turn experience peace. So do you see this, friends? God throughout history in the Old Testament made it very clear. Be engaged, seek righteousness, seek peace, pray for leaders, get involved, get engaged. Don't just check out. Don't buy into the lie of separation of church and state. No, get engaged, get involved, pray, vote, stand for what's true, because when the people of God do that, the nation will be exalted. And when the nation doesn't do that, you go into captivity and unrighteousness. It couldn't be any clearer. Now, you go, well, Steve, well, that's the Old Testament or whatever. No, okay, let me give you some New Testament. First Timothy chapter two, verses one through four. Listen to what Paul says to Timothy. He says that I exhort you, first of all, it means, listen, I wanna fire you up about what I'm about to say. And I wanna, I wanna say to you, first of all, this is a matter of priority. It's a matter of importance. I exhort you, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and the giving of thanks be made for all men, but especially for kings and all who are in authority. He's talking about government leaders. And he says, so that we can live quiet, peaceable lives in all godliness and reverence. Verse three, this is good and acceptable to God because he desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So Paul understood from the Old Testament, from hundreds and hundreds of years of history, that it was right for the people of God to pray, to engage, and to get involved with the kings and all who are in authority so that, in other words, your prayer is going to make a difference in the atmosphere, in the culture, in the world that you're living in. Pray for kings and all who are in authority so that we could live a quiet and peaceful lives in godliness, in reverence. In other words, let's pray and engage and act so that the kingdom of God comes to the place that you live and that you get to experience the goodness of God. Now, the option is, if you don't do that, if you want to relinquish your responsibility as a Christian because you've bought into the lie of separation of church and state, or there's two things we're never supposed to talk about, religion and politics. And listen, if you've bought into that, man, I'm telling you, you do need a checkup from the neck up. 
You need to start understanding what the scripture says your responsibility is as a Christian citizen. It is to pray for the peace. It is to seek the peace. It is to get engaged and it is to see culture come in line with the kingdom of God without question, okay? So with that being said, as we're approaching the day of election, let me just go over real quickly here the two platforms of the Democratic and the Republican Party. Now, I've just picked seven um, um, items here that we're going to look at. I'm going to look at them quickly because this is just a podcast with just a few minutes uh, to unpack some things. We could go into much greater detail. But I want to ask you as a follower of Jesus, okay? As a follower of Jesus, you you tell me what platform you should be supporting. You tell me which that which sounds more like God and righteousness and truth and the things that will exalt a nation and the things that would be wicked and unrighteous and tear down a nation, all right? So let's start with the issue of life, okay? No big surprise, huge difference between Democrats and Republicans here. What are Democrats for? They're for the government funding of abortion. That means your tax dollars going contrary to your religious convictions being used to murder children. The Democrats are for that. They're for the government funding of abortion. They're also for uh, opposing any curtailing, any um, limiting on abortion at all. In fact, they want to be able to murder a baby right up to the moment of birth, way past viability, They want to murder a baby up to birth and in some cases allow a baby that was born alive as a result of an abortion to let it sit there and die. That's the democratic platform, y'all. You tell me how much that sounds like Jesus. It doesn't sound like Jesus at all. That sounds like the devil to me. Republicans, they oppose abortion. They want to prohibit the government funding of abortion. They stand against abortion and they stand for the sanctity of all human life. All right, let's move on. What about marriage? The Democratic platform says zero about marriage and family. Zero. That ought to tell you how much priority they have on the very bedrock, the foundation of society, which is marriage and family. Where are the Republicans on this? They're going to uphold family, the nuclear family, as the foundation of society. They recognize marriage as between one man and one woman, just like the scriptures do. There's no question here where we are as followers of Jesus and believers in the holy sacred scripture, which is more in line with God's way, the Democrats or the Republicans. What about the issue of LGBTQ+, okay? The Democrats, they're for it in every way, in every way, for the whole trans thing that's going on that that is the cultural social issue of our day right now, trans issue, uh, drag queen story hour, all of that stuff that, that is a reproach to this nation. Can't even believe we talk about the diabolical insanity 
of the stuff that the Democrats are for and want to support as it relates to LGBTQ plus so-called rights. It's not rights, it's sin. It's iniquity to the core. Where are the Republicans on that? They want to have dignity for everybody. I'll, I'll Listen, I'm not here to, to undignify anyone more than they've undignified themselves by their own wicked behavior. But dignity for all, but not at the point of discriminating against people of conscience who say, hey, we're not allowing that here. We're not allowing that here in our family, in our school, in our community. It is detrimental. It is destructive. And so we're not doing that. You want to do that mess? Do it in the privacy of your own home. But we're not bringing that into the classrooms for kindergartners to learn how to do things that I'm not even comfortable discussing on this podcast. We're not, we're not having it on our elementary schools, our junior highs, our high schools. Uh-uh, we're not having it. We're not having it in our public parks. We're not having it, okay? That's where the Republicans stand on that. All right, what about religious liberty? Okay, Democrats reject religious exemptions on all of these things. And so you don't want to take the vax or whatever because you have a religious objection to that. The Democrats are against you. Where are the Republicans as it relates to religious liberty? Not just vaccines, but on all these issues. Republicans want to acknowledge religious liberties. They condemn the attacks on religious liberties. And again, our conscious and where we hold our values. The Republicans are against every attack on that. The Republicans are against the censoring of free speech as it relates to our religious conscience and the things that we want to be able to speak with freedom of speech and the First Amendment, okay? So again, you look at it and you go, okay, as a follower of Jesus, should I be for religious liberty or against religious liberty? All right, let's move on. What about borders? Well, we've seen what's happened there. In fact, I read an article again just this morning where Border State is putting up shipping containers where there are um, gaps in the current fence, border fences, and the President of the United States has ordered these shipping containers that serve as a, as a deterrent and a boundary uh, at our borders. The President has said, remove them, take them away. So where are the Democrats on borders? Open borders, no security, and what's it caused? Man, it is called caused death galore, human trafficking, sex trafficking, not to mention the fentanyl and the drugs and the heroin that are coming across our southern border at untold levels. Democrats, all for it. Let it flood in. Now, of course, they're not going to say that they're for it, but their policy and their platform allows for it to happen. 18 to 45-year-olds, the number one killer in this country for 18 to 45-year-olds is fentanyl. It is being made in China, shipped to Mexico, and coming across our southern border, and the President of the United States is doing nothing about it. In fact, he is leaving our southern border wide open, allowing the cartels to make hundreds of billions of dollars trafficking humans and trafficking drugs. That's what the Democrats are doing. It's despicable. It is ungodly. 
and it is for the destruction of this nation. What do the Republicans want? Closed borders, secure borders, safe borders. They want accountability. This isn't just open arms in the name of compassion to let anybody come in here and do whatever they want and bring whatever they want. It is destroying our nation. Over 100,000 people have died in the last year from fentanyl poisoning. Are you kidding me? This is a national emergency and the president is asleep at the wheel. So are the rest of the Democrats. You tell me what God would stand for. What about crime? It's easy. All you have to do is look at John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. And it's not just him. It's the governor of Illinois. What about crime? Yo, here, let's do this. Let's let criminals out of prison. Let's do that. The new law that they're looking to pass in in, uh, Illinois, it's going to let out a third of the criminals immediately and a whole bunch of the rest over the next little bit of time. Defund the police. That's what the Democrats are for. Defunding the police, letting criminals out. Are you kidding me? You think that's going to make for a safe and sane society? Where are the Republicans on this? Hey, let's fund the police. Let's support the police. Let's honor and respect the police. Let's call for law and order so that we can have a society that isn't chaos filled with drugs and addiction. God, I mean, you walk, look at the streets of San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, Philadelphia. It's unbelievable to see what's happening in those Democratic run cities. If you want more of that in the United States, you keep voting Democrat because that's what they're producing. Last but not least, what about God? Do you know that the Democratic platform doesn't mention God a single time with the exception of using God-given potential as an adjective, God-given potential? The Democrats aren't about God. They're not about family. They're not about righteousness. They're not about what's for, what's good for this nation. Everything that they're for is what's destroying this nation. The Republican platform, 15 mentions of God. They recognize that our constitutional rights are given by God. They are God-given, not man-given, not government-given. They are God-given. And 15 different times the Republican platform addressed it. Friends, I'm just telling you as a follower of Jesus, no platform is perfect. I get that totally. My hope is not in the Republicans. Shame on you if you misquote me on this. My hope isn't in Republicans. My hope is in Jesus. My hope is in his righteousness invading this wicked world. But what I want to do is support a party that is going to have a better chance of furthering the uh, word and will and ways of God than that which is totally contrary to it. Listen, I'm 58 years old, and when I was growing up, it was just like, okay, the Democrats and the Republicans, they're a little bit different, and, you know, okay, let's try to figure it out and work together. I am telling you right now, as a pastor, 
as a follower of Jesus, as someone who pays attention to what's happening in this nation, in this nation by national leaders, the laws that are being passed, the trends that are happening, I'm telling you, the most destructive and dangerous thing for this country is the democratic platform. I have no problem telling you that. Over the years, I've warned the people of God, look out for drugs, look out for immorality, look out for all of these different things that have been plaguing our nation. I'm telling you right now, the thing that scares me more for the future health and well-being of our nation, the thing that scares me more than anything else is the democratic platform. And it's because of what the scripture says. So it's very, very simple to me, beloved. As you get ready to vote, you have to look at what God's word, will, and ways are, and then you compare which one is more in line with God, and then you vote your conscience, whatever that might be. God bless you mightily. We look forward to seeing you again real soon. Don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you get the notifications and share this with other people. God bless you. We'll see you soon.